You're tuning into Hustle Honey, a babecast where we strongly believe that filters should be saved for Snapchat and not this pod. No topics are off limits and flexing on your exes is highly encouraged. We're talking life experiences, ex traumas, and yes, even ex lovers. Where your ex didn't hit the spot. Don't worry, babe. We've been there, done that, and we've got you covered. Now Now let's let's hustle, hustle, honey. honey. Hey, honeybees, welcome back to Hustle Honey. If you have a beverage of your choice, whether it's water, sparkling cider, or an alcoholic beverage, please raise a toast for bigger checks, better sex, and always being hotter than their ex. Heck yes. (laughs) Okay, so um, Amanda. Yes, Portia. Let's talk about sex, baby. Baby. Let's talk talk about about you and me. (laughs) Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things. That will probably be. (laughs) Or that have been. That have been. (laughs) Uh, Let's start off with uh, your virginity story. Okay, so the way that I'm just going to make it nice and short and simple, but because that's how it was. (laughs) <laughs> not really <laughs> not, we wish so i actually lost my virginity at 22 mm-hmm. so i was a little bit older and it's never that romantic vibey prom night rose petal thing sure so, candles lit the mood is set staring into each other's eyes yeah none of that none of that no so the guy that i was seeing he knew that you know i'm a virgin i I'm looking for a serious relationship before I give it up, blah, blah, blah. He had let me know in his own way that he was very highly sex driven. So I was like, all right, well, if you're okay with it, like I'd like to pursue this a little further. It's kind of like a job interview. (laughs) And he was just like, yeah, let's let's meet up. We were dating for about two-ish months. And he came home from a trip out to his home state. He was like, listen, we have to talk. If we're not going to have sex anytime soon, I'm going to have to make this an open relationship because I need it. And I was like, okay. Red flag. Red flag. Yeah, but baby Amanda didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and you know, I'm at the point where like, I'm tired of being called the virgin in my group of friends because... That's what I was. I was like the only virgin. It's 22 years old. So I decided that I was just going to give it up. And so I gave it up. Were you like at all emotionally attached to your virginity? I mean, I thought I was. But once I lost it, I felt like it was no big deal. Like I felt like it was just made so intense yeah you're supposed to like hold on to this because it's sacred and you know like when someone says i'm a virgin and the response is good for you right waiting till marriage yeah no no it's not good for me it's just oh okay well the right one will come along eventually you know we did the deed it was painful i did not bleed at all so i don't know what the deal was with that if i had popped it by accident with a tampon or something you totally could you could break your hymen by riding a bike by exercise a girl i knew did it with a horse 
like not like did it but like, <laughs> um she was riding a this horse is not the kind of episode i thought we were having <laughs> <laughs> she was riding a horse and her hymen broke so it it was a thing and it's still painful because you're still stretching that hole you know the next day though i'm making breakfast with this guy and i'm just all excited like i can't wait to go over to my friend's house and let her know that i lost my v-card and i'm all happy He's like, yeah, I still want this to be an open relationship. Ew. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I stayed for like another month and my roommate at the time had actually was like, no, this is no, I don't like him. He's abusive. It's He's... very douchey behavior. Yeah. And he had some other issues going on. So I ended up breaking up with him through a text message. We got back together a couple of months later for a month and then I ended up breaking up with him again. So. So you didn't give it to Prince Charming. Oh, God, I gave it to a toad. You know, you got to kiss a lot of frogs, toads, whatever, before you find the prince. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, my virginity story was not much better. Okay. I also lost it to a bum ass toad. (laughs) These toads, man, go away. (laughs) Can you not? (laughs) Okay, so let's hear it. Okay. So, well, first of all, did you say how old you were when you lost yours? You said 22, 22, right? Yeah. Okay, so I was 17. I fell in love with a boy from church and you know he had this whole like godly complex about him he's such a god-fearing boy like he's so clean cut he's perfect amazing yada 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 so he seemed pretty harmless so to speak Uh uh-huh laugh out loud so we were dating each other in secret just because of our religious upbringing we had to keep that on the down low for close to a year at this point and we decided that we were going to take our relationship to the next level and we were going to swap each other's virginities that was a huge thing because growing up in our faith there was a lot of pressure of you have to save yourself for marriage and he was also pretty high up in the church there was a lot riding on this whole virginity thing Mm -hmm. but we did not care (laughs) right we never do we had hormones and that totally over overrode any sort of fear that we had of the ramifications of our actions so we ended up meeting up in my high school parking lot and he drove this cute little black lexus it was his baby well i lost my virginity in the back of that lexus (laughs) hot that's so hot it was miserable so you know i loved this boy i thought is this gonna be perfect romantic no i took my shirt and covered my face why would you cover your face (laughs) because i was so embarrassed to look i was so embarrassed laughing at me Go on. You were embarrassed. <laughs> God, I'm feeling the embarrassment all over again. <laughs> oh, rest in peace, my pride. Um, <laughs> so I put, I put my shirt over my face because I was embarrassed to see him looking at my vagina. Like he was observing. Was he just like staring at your <laughs> vagina? Yes. He's just like. Hello, bad. <laughs> I've never seen one of these before. Like, that was kind of how it was. He was just kind of... Was like, it his virginity that he lost to? Yeah. Okay, so you both lost we were it together. both virgins. Okay. So he was, like, looking at my vagina like it was this thing that he had just never heard of or seen before. He's and never heard of a vagina? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 
for fuck's sake i can't get this. <laughs> it's gonna be okay oh my god i'm crying it's fine it's fine <clears throat> okay so he's never <laughs> so he's never seen or heard of the vagina <laughs> okay so he's never seen one before so he's just kind of looking at it and so it gets awkward so you okay i can see that my face because i was turning bright red and i could feel myself just turning bright red going this is the most uncomfortable thing i've ever experienced and then he decided that he was going to go down on me and homeboy was not good at that he wasn't even good at regular kissing he's a virgin so of course not yeah but even regular kissing i'm like you're not good with these lips so why would you be good with those lips fair it was not good okay and then we ended up doing the deed and it it hurt for me and I actually bled quite a bit. Unfortunately, I left his car, I went home and I cried. I literally cried because I felt so ashamed to lose my virginity. Like it had been talked about this whole sacred thing that you need to save. And and here I was just like doing it in the back of Alexis in the worst non-romantic way possible. And that's and, probably like a compact <clears throat> Alexis too, or Lexus as well, right? Like it's not like the SUV one. No, it was just like a so regular, yeah, a regular oh Lexus. The next day, I actually spent the night at my best friend's house and I told her that I lost my virginity and she's like, oh my God, how was it? I told her how not amazing it was. It was very, I was very disenchanted by the whole experience. And so we kind of bonded over that because she's like, yeah, my virginity story was not that great either. I think that's the standard. It made me feel better. But then the next day we woke up and she goes, I have to tell you something her boyfriend at the time was friends with my boyfriend and my boyfriend had been cheating on me with a 13 year old girl and he was 20 Ew. yeah and illegal and illegal really gross and apparently he had a few 13 year olds that he was messing around with and Ooh. i don't know how far they went physically but i do know that they at minimum made out a lot in the back of his lexus the back of the lexus was where he did a lot of things with girls yeah and I was so devastated by this because here I was already feeling bummed because, oh my God, I just lost my virginity. It it was such a big change for me and it was overwhelming. Now I'm finding out that my boyfriend is a cheater. So I asked him to meet up with me in the parking lot of a park. And I was like, hey, I really want to see you. Come meet up with me. And I wore these big six inch heels and I put a nice little dent in the side of his Lexus. And I said, and that's for, and I said the girl's name that I found out about. And yeah, that was basically (laughs) my virginity weekend that I had was just the roller coaster of emotions from excitement to being scared, to being embarrassed, to being sad, to then being freaking pissed because I found out about his escapades outside of me it was not at all what I had pictured I thought oh my god I love this boy it's going to be so great but it's never how you see in the movies or in romance novels oh no oh god no it is so incredibly awkward I wish there was like more of the ideology ideology thank you you're welcome (laughs) um the ideology of you know, it not being perfect the first time around. Yeah, there's a bunch of people who will wait a year, six months, whatever, when they're in high school to do it with the person that they love. And some of them get the romantic Mm -hmm. time. But 
I wish there was like the awkwardness more of yeah. in the car, in a bed after mm-hmm. he says something shitty, or it just being completely awkward and not magical at all and painful. Yeah. The movies, these books never say that it's painful as fuck. No. They never talk about the realities of losing your virginity. So, you know, if you're a girl and you're listening on in on this and your virginity story is a hot mess, don't worry, you're in good company. Or if you haven't lost your virginity yet, just know that it's probably not going to be how you think it's going to be. And that's OK. That is very much normal. And if you're the girl that had the movie scene from Hollywood. We hate you. Fuck you. <laughs> we strongly dislike you. <laughs> fuck you, but we still love you. So mm-hmm. you can stay and sit with us. I mean, we're low-key super jealous, but yeah. we'll get over it. Yeah. <laughs> On that note of sex and, you know, these awkward moments, how would you describe your relationships with orgasming? Like, did you have your first orgasm when you lost your virginity? Like, what... What is your relationship like with orgasms? So I actually had my first orgasm before I -hmm. lost my virginity. I had a boyfriend in college. We'll kind of get into his character later down the line in a different episode. We would make out a lot in the car, on my couch, in the apartment that I was in. One day we decided like, you know, I'm going to go down on you. You're going to go down on me kind of thing. Fingering, hand job, blow job, whatever. So he actually had started to finger me, and that's when I had my first orgasm. Okay. So he, homeboy did good. Was it earth shattering? No. No. I mean, I think earth shattering came later when I was older. Okay. Just because I could figure out what I liked. Sure. But it it happened. It was just kind of like, oh, it was a nice, like, little release. Mm -hmm. But, you know, even with the little nice release and the tingly feeling that we get in our toes and you know, the, it's exactly what that song from, I think it's Colby Calais. Bubbly? Bubbly, that's it. So with Bubbly, it's kind of the same feeling, but it wasn't like extremely intense. It was great. It was fun. I wanted more, so we would do it a lot more. But then like I moved away back to Colorado and he stayed out in California and did his own thing. But you know, it's easy to kind of put these expectations of like having the great orgasm at first, but Mm -hmm. it literally came way later in my life. Like I think I was 26 when I had like the mind blowing orgasm. Yeah, I, you know, what? I feel like that expectation of what your orgasm is going to be like comes down to the adult industry. Yeah. And those expectations that are placed on females, you watch these videos and it's just like, ah, uh, and like they're losing. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, daddy, <laughs> like losing their minds in the first two seconds of being touched. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that's I don't think that goes that way for any female. Like I'll maybe like just to kind of tease the guy, mm-hmm. like you kind of go like. Ooh, you know like, yeah ooh. but like actually having this i can't breathe like my body's convulsing within 30 seconds of being like looked at yeah. just, it's not reality no girls require so much more than that like there has to be at least i'm, I'm gonna speak for myself here I need like a mental connection to you, an emotional connection to you. I need to feel pretty secure in what we're doing. And I'm going to be honest, I haven't experienced my first orgasm. What? I know. And I'm 31, but I have gotten close. I've had like that edge 
to it. Okay. But for me to even get that, I need to have a connection with you. I can't just hop in the sack with you and instantly feel that way because, you know, I have like mental blocks. You can't do the one night stand from meeting a drunk no. guy at the bar. I've while... never had a one night stand. Okay. I will never have a one night stand. And, you know, just because I haven't had the big O doesn't mean I don't enjoy sex. I do. And I do get turned on and Mm -hmm. I do find things sexy. It's not that I wouldn't find pleasure in one night stands just because I haven't had that. It's because I'm not the kind of girl who can emotionally and mentally distance myself from that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I have to have that connection. So if you're a male and you're listening to this, you have to put in more work on the female for her to really get the most out of this experience. Sorry, bro. Yeah. Sorry to bust your bubble, but literally like there's a reason why foreplay is so important and foreplay happens outside of the bedroom too. It's not just in the bedroom. There's so many things that you can do outside of it as well to like lead up to that moment. Going with that, I'm actually, I pulled up an article because you saying that you haven't had your first orgasm yet. Mm -hmm. It actually got me thinking like how many women out there haven't had their first orgasm and on psychology today it's only a 70 percentile to 50 percentile of women that they ask that have actually had an orgasm and that's just heterosexual women so i'm not i'm not sure if it is for the lgbtq plus community but it's interesting to see that like that's not an abnormal thing anymore for Mm -hmm. women not to be able to have one and you know, this is kind of, I'm just kind of skimming it right now. And it's saying that like, it's demographics, it's beliefs, it's relationships and trauma and just all of this like list of everything that can go on. So what you're saying with like the mental connection really makes sense just because if you don't have it, how are you supposed to get turned on? Exactly. And I'm someone who gets turned on mentally first before my body can catch up. Like I really have to vibe with you. Yeah. If anything is off between us, it's not going to happen. You know, it's also important to note that most women can't have an orgasm by pure penetration alone. Most women need an external, like, something going with their clitoris, some other erogenous zones being stimulated for them to even reach that point. It's not uncommon for women to not get the most purely because your D is in their V. Have you ever faked an orgasm? I have faked many orgasms throughout my life. I was really insecure to tell the guys I'd been with that I've never had one because I didn't want them to make it to be some sort of conquest. I must be the first to give her this orgasm. It must be amazing. Yeah, it becomes a competition for them. A competition. It's a lot of pressure for me. I feel like all eyes are on me and I have to put on a performance because I've made that mistake where I have told boyfriends, you know, hey, I've never had this and that's what it became. And it got to the point in one of my relationships where I was so sick of faking it that I finally just told him like, oh, you gave me my first orgasm. And what he ended up doing with that information is he used that to pick up other girls. This was a guy I had dated for two years and he was a very terrible human. Sorry, I don't want to be like that person who hates their exes, but this is one of those cases where I have zero respect. He cheated on me with 10 women in the course of two years that I knew of, that I had receipts for. There could have been more. And I saw with several women him going, I'm a god in bed. In fact, I gave my last girlfriend her first orgasm. 
Yeah. Yeah. So after like seeing that reaction and how that could be used against me to boost someone else's ego, that was a huge turnoff for me. And so from then forward, I just faked it. I just acted as if I always had them. Yeah. Guys cannot tell whether or not you're faking it. That's something that I learned. You know, and it, it bugs the crap out of them too. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. And I understand that you're doing all this hard work to get us off and to get us turned on and to give us the sense of pleasure. So you want to hear that climax at the end. Like you want to yeah. hear the sound, the opera, basically. <laughs> and to hear that like it was fake. Yeah, that's kind of you know that's Mm -hmm. where your dick goes well and to be fair guys can't really super fake theirs because they obviously have physical evidence of them having that unless you have a condom on you could theoretically fake that because you know the lube and the condoms can kind of look similar i can see how some guys could fake it but it's not as common as females faking their orgasms. Yeah. Have you ever faked one? Oh, yeah. I think every woman has faked one at one point or another. Or if you haven't yet, you're going to. I'm not like you. I actually had like, I call 2017 like my slutty year. I doubled my numbers. I was going through a lot of you grief. You go, girl. And so I was just like, you know what? I look hot. I'm slutting it up kind of thing (laughs) i called it my slutty year you know i had slutty years by making out with people that's fair i did i was just like hooking up like i was like come over i had a couple of friends friends with benefits that year i had just guys that like i would be potential with but i didn't care if it wasn't going anywhere so Mm -hmm. i'd give it up on the first date there was a guy that i had hit up and i had known him since like 2016 2015 ish and he was actually the second guy that i had ever slept with before so new pretty much so yeah he was new he came over and it just it wasn't great and (laughs) nothing was really hot it seemed very rushed to me so Mm -hmm. i don't know if he was just looking for like a hit it quit it get out was it like his thrusting speed that was rushed was it just that you felt like there wasn't a lot of foreplay you just jumped into it and it was over like a quickie status it was kind of all of that so like there wasn't a lot of foreplay we go into my bedroom you know, I'm living with a sorority sister in college at this point. He comes over. We go straight to my room. He starts kissing me. But like the tongue just like thrusted into the back of my throat. Oh, that's the worst. And I'm just like, bro, no. <laughs> and we get onto the bed and we do the deed. Like he just kind of gets it in. And I'm just sitting there. Well, not sitting there. I'm laying there. And I'm just kind of like, I want this to be over. Mm-hmm. So I just faked it. He finished up his stuff and then left. And I walked him out and he was like, why do I feel like you didn't have a good time? And I'm trying to fake it as much as I can, but... No, I had a great time. I had a great time. I had <laughs> What a, do you mean? I had such a great time that I had to go back into my bed and finish the deed myself. Ouch. So I never hit him up again, like ever. I, I know he's married now, but that's about the extent that I've ever seen. And that was just because Facebook, like people you may know from your old contacts list and... Mm-hmm his name popped up and I clicked on it and it's like engaged so I mean good for him yeah I'm like good for her good for him we just weren't compatible so great but I definitely have faked a few orgasms that's just like my first fake orgasm I get that I think my first fake orgasm was the day I lost my virginity I think I just expected him to expect that I would reach that point and so I felt pressured to put on that performance and that was when I realized I I couldn't orgasm during sex was the first time I thought 
I'm really not getting a whole lot out of this at the time and we're new yeah. so it's awkward so I kept giving it chances and we hooked up a lot in our relationship and it just wasn't happening for me and I thought maybe it's just because of him I don't know and I mean I'm not ashamed to say my body count I've got 12 people that I've slept with honestly I've had some really great sex in my life the most toxic one I mentioned that cheated on me with 10 women. He was unfortunately the best that I had in my 20s. <laughs> Very adventurous, introduced me to a lot of things. But even with him, it just wasn't hitting that special mark. Are you counting your... <laughs> I am. I'm still listening to you. I'm I counting. like how I'm seeing all the fingers pop up on your hands. I know I'm forgetting someone. I know I'm at eight, I think. Eight or nine. Okay. Which no shame in my game. I don't care. But... The third person was very off and on. He's actually the most recent ex. Oh, gotcha. So, yeah, he was off and on for a few years there. So it's kind of like figuring out who's in between him at the same time. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think it's a shame in the game. And one number isn't better or worse than the other. No. I think we need to stop that stigma of people shaming others for the amount of people and it's literally natural yeah. to have sex and that was something I had to work through because there was so much shame and I also unfortunately trigger warning I did have sexual abuse in my history as a kid and so I had so and this is part of the reason why I'm blocked physically is because I have this mental block around sex and orgasms and just trauma-based what was I saying sorry I got distracted my phone lit up trauma-based stuff <laughs> I forgot what I was saying so it's like you were saying with the um with your sexual assault it kind of prevents you because you have that roadblock and it's like the cement wall because that's not something that's taken lightly. It's not just a speed bump. It's a cement wall mm -hmm. that we're waiting to kind of like see who can take it down slowly. Yeah. And with that becomes like the barrier for your orgasm to kind of like fully thrust through. Pardon the pun. <laughs> but that is something that that article, you know, I had said sexual trauma yeah. prevents women from having it. It's the sexual trauma the religious trauma mm -hmm. it's a lot of trauma stacked up onto each other where I became pretty ashamed of sex I think that's why losing my virginity was so hard for me and why I've just never been a girl to have one night stands with people um I I can never bring myself to like really get out of that shell but I will say that I have made significant progress within therapy because I have been exploring toys that I can use love toys yes um there's one that I just got like mm, two months ago I think it's called the satisfier pro ladies if you are listening and this is coming from someone who struggles, okay? It is a godsend, even for me. Is like, that the one you told me about that looks like, it looks like a penguin, right? Well, the one I got looked like a penguin because okay. I just thought it was funny. Oh, <laughs> but, I mean, hey. but there's like sleek gold and like different colors. And um, it it's, uh, how would I describe it? It's got this like air pulsating sensation. And what it does is it hugs your clitoris and it will literally like flick your clit as if someone is going down on you kind of oh. and you can adjust the intensity of it and I mean I've tried a lot of different toys in my years I've tried just like regular vibrators you know like vibrating cock rings I've tried all of that and that's just eh. 
whatever this freaking thing it was like fifty dollars and on my own I have never felt closer to having an orgasm in my life and I think this could be the thing that would get me there so that's interesting because like one it's somewhat cheap because a good vibrator like the rabbit they're so expensive a hundred dollars yeah, so you're plus. saying half price you found a toy yeah which is great like mm-hmm. and if you are paying a hundred dollars like I'm sorry you're breaking the wallet kind of but if it's getting you there it's getting you there seriously but yeah you see how expensive these toys can get and you've tried you said you tried the cock ring you've tried other vibrators and stuff and it's just not it's never done much for me but it it. was the cheap thing that i found and actually it was recommended to me by someone who saw it on a reddit thread and they were like okay but i heard about this thing and you should totally try it and i was like i'm down so i ordered it and the first (laughs) the first time i took it out of the package and charged it i was like all right let's i didn't have high hopes i'm not gonna lie right the moment i put it on myself i was like oh okay wow wow i was really not expecting that introduction and i'm happy we met like okay thank you for coming into my life yes um and so that coupled with therapy i'm like really working through the blocks that i have because i think if i can get there on my own then i can work on getting there with a partner yeah because i need to know what i like I don't know what I like in bed anymore. I actually had that discussion with someone recently where they're like, what do you like in bed? I'm like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I think it changes for everybody. It's like reading the same book, watching the same movie Mm -hmm. multiple times throughout like your entire life. You're going to get tired of it and you're going to want to change. For sure. So there's nothing wrong with the toys. There's nothing wrong with like kinky sex. I also think it depends on your partner that you're with. Like the chemistry that you guys have. You could open up doors that you didn't know you were into or things that you liked with other people you may find you don't vibe as well with with this other person. Mm -hmm. You know, like... I I have no idea exactly what I like. And it's an uncomfortable question for me if people ask me, what do you fantasize about? I don't really have fantasies because I can't fathom what it is that I would enjoy. Like I actually have to go out and do it for me to fantasize about it afterwards, as weird as that sounds. Have you ever read like an adult book? Like the romancy, it's obvious you're reading porn, but they make it look like a renaissance princess getting saved kind of thing <laughs> i'm gonna be honest i have not read novels uh what do you call them smutty smut smutty novel i don't know what they're called but. yeah i've never really indulged in that okay. i and maybe it's because i don't know it felt like uncomfortable to me when i was younger well they were frowned upon in our religious upbringing True. so i guess there's that part of me that's like i don't know but i think maybe that's something that i could explore and and see i'm sure they have them at the local library and they really do like walmart has them just like out on display (laughs) my first one that i had read was a twist on sleeping beauty i start reading this book and it's very bdsm friendly kind of thing and uh it was it was just an interesting read and that was my first read that i had when i started kind of experimenting with becoming you know, open to having sexual encounters. So it was like the finger guy that I had talked about. I mm-hmm. was reading it when I was with him. And he was like, well, read me a passage. And I was like, oh my God, no. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I was so ashamed to even be reading that first book that I was just like, I can't read this to you. I'm just saying it's hot. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah, no, I'm not going to share this with you. Yeah. 
But it's just interesting because I know like some people, like if you're wanting to research what's what could be a fantasy, that might be your research instead of just watching like this edited filtered porn. Fair. Maybe. Yeah, I like the amateur stuff. Yeah. Because it's more realistic to me. Yeah. And these overly produced bullshit like i have a designer vagina look at me go sorry no one's vagina looks like that unless you had surgery unless you had surgery or you're just god's favorite okay but like realistically speaking no it's not a thing how uh, you know i have a question for you how do you feel about sexting i am not that big of a fan of it so sexting to me isn't like i'm gonna rip your clothes off when i get home Mm -hmm. it's like sending the pictures Oh. Bros, I don't need your dick pic. <laughs> it looks weird. Okay? okay? I don't like how a penis looks. Genitalia in general is not that attractive. And I don't, like, I think females have it a little bit more attractive than males. A little bit. A little bit. But yeah. ours is still a little funky. Like, yeah. it does weird shit, okay? <laughs> like, yeah, it does. <laughs> no, we don't need these, these dick pics. There's, I mean... Okay, side note. One time I went to Vegas for a birthday. I was turning 22 and I became friends with a bouncer at one of the clubs in Vegas. And he was like, yeah, I'll get you in. No big deal. I was like, great. It's my 22nd birthday. And he was like, yeah, girl, I got you. Like, come hang out at the club with me. And I'm getting ready with my friends in our hotel room. And my phone goes off. And out of the out of the blue, his dick. He no. sent me. And it was so funny okay i'm not shaming size size really doesn't matter but if you're going to be that prideful about sending a girl a pic that she didn't ask for don't hold it up with two little fingers okay <laughs> like bro angles oh. are everything honey okay so if you are really going to send it to me and you're holding it up just like you're holding a little tissue or something and it's not gonna it's not gonna do anything for me in that moment that was the first unsolicited dick pic i've ever received and you were 22 i was 22 oh, you're so lucky and i was like this is not it i was <laughs> i was 16 no no i was driving at that point so i was 18 because i didn't get my license until i was 18 but i was started talking to this guy that my friend had actually hit me up about and she was like he's really nice i'm not really attracted to him but i feel like you would be Hmm. So I was like, okay. My friend at the time was more attracted to like the fluffier men. She liked the bigger guy. Like a like dad bod? A little bit bigger than like a dad bod. Like heftier than a dad bod. Yeah. So this guy was like very slender and I liked my skinny boys back then. This guy was very slender and we're talking like all day and he was just like, I can't wait to meet you. I had agreed to go on a date with him. And that night I'm about to go to bed and I'm just like, yeah, I'm just getting ready to go to bed. And he was like, well, you can think about this. <laughs> No, dick pic no, and i was no. just like i don't know what made you think that i was that type of girl <laughs> but i am not and not okay with that so like thanks but no thanks block Yay. and i just blocked him you know and actually dick pics in colorado uns- unsolicited dick pics have been outlawed i don't know if like anybody actually reports them but there is a law against it so it's considered considered sexual harassment <laughs> considered <laughs> I really like your English. Thanks. It's got a good flair to it. That's great. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, I have like a funny thing to tell you about dick pics. It's sort of related, but not really. My 
fantasy football team name is unsolicited Dak picks for Dak Prescott. Okay, fair. <laughs> and so it's like me and a bunch of guys in this league and they just see unsolicited Dak picks. And I, I've gotten so much shit for that name, but I think it's genius. Loves it. I mean, I don't don't send me unsolicited Dak picks or dick picks, but the name is great. Did you just selfie yourself? No. Liar. <laughs> Liar. You feeling yourself. It's okay. It's no, okay. I'm not really feeling that selfie at all. Oh, well, thank you. Next. Let's talk about liking what you like. Let's start off with the emotional stuff because that's what you were kind of saying. So I like the feeling of being secure. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, I like to kickbox. I like to do Muay Thai in my spare time. And so I obviously like to fight and hit things. But I'm not like attracted to like the MMA fighters. Mm-hmm. But like if you're a hockey player, okay, and you get into a fight, like yes. I get really turned on when I go to a hockey game and I mm. see a fight break out because you could literally defend me in the middle of a bar if some creep is coming up to me if I'm just not feeling comfortable. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I can defend myself, but I don't want to. No, I want to be well, you protected. Shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to. Yeah, but. You know, I want to be protected. So I like the the fighter, the guy who's going to come swinging down the stairs. Like if there's danger afoot where his woman's at mm-hmm. kind of thing. So yeah. that alone. Oh, my God. Yes. I totally agree with that. Actually, when it comes to sports, I need a little bit of roughness for me to enjoy it. Basketball bores the hell out of me. Baseball yeah. bores the hell out of me. But you you take me to a hockey match and someone's throwing punches. Mm-hmm. Hi. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't care about the score. I just yeah. like. <laughs> we got to go to a hockey game, The girl. testosterone. Yep. <laughs> and it's not like this possessive type of. No. It's not this. You're mine. You can't talk to other guys. Like it's not the toxic kind of. Right protectiveness but it's more or less the if there is a threat yeah or someone crosses a boundary don't worry babe i have you yep and i'm gonna make sure they understand the boundary yeah so is there anything else like outside of that that you find really attractive and turns you on that's not necessarily sexual like that's not super sexual but it does get you going dominance is a really big turn on for me you know I like the dominant man so if you are going to say like this is what we're doing on our date like you have a plan you're not into the assertiveness the assertiveness so it's just like the we're gonna do this like that's bullshit no we're not gonna do this you know I actually had a friend way back in the day I had a crush on him we never dated or anything because he didn't feel the same way which is fine it kind of came out like rumors were coming out because people wanted to act like they were in high school and going, oh, my God, Amanda likes you. and <laughs> Bullshit. So uh, he kind of did this like distancing thing. And I was like, I don't know what I did to piss you off, but like you can knock it off now. And so I was being assertive. And I was like, that's gross if he's not even going to like own up to it. And he was like, you know what? Yeah, let's talk in person. I'm like, can't mm. we just talk over the phone? And he was like, no, Amanda, we're adults. We're going to talk in person. So then he showed up at the apartment and talked to me in person and was like, listen, like, it's not you. I'm not ready for a relationship, blah, blah, blah. And it was, he wasn't attracted to me because he was actually attracted to one of my other friends. I feel like that's what guys mean when they say they're not ready for a relationship. Not necessarily being attracted to one of your friends, but they've got something else on the side. They have something else on the side. If they're really not ready for a relationship, it shows in other ways. Mm -hmm. But whatever, just say it. 
just say like, you know, I want to be single and whore it up. Like, okay, respect. Okay, go. props. Yeah. Have fun. Please wrap it. Right. <laughs> That's all. Not like, I'm just not ready. Okay. Okay, dude. But yeah, so like the assertiveness, like take charge, own your shit. Mm-hmm. Plan the dates, you know, make the decisions. That was something I struggled with in one of my relationships is the passiveness. I dated someone who's very passive and that really got to me because I felt like the assertive one in the relationship. And I am not like a super girly girl, but I can be like I'm kind of a combination of like I don't even know if I call myself really a tomboy either. I'm just kind of like floating in my You're own a tom little girl. I'm in my own little category. Yeah. Um, for me to feel like the dominant one in the relationship, I feel like it stripped me of my femininity. I am the girl. I should feel like the girl. I shouldn't feel like the boss. Like I have to take charge of everything. Don't get me wrong. I like being a boss. I'm a freaking Capricorn. Yeah. And so are you. We mm-hmm. have that in us. But I would really like if you would take the lead sometimes. Yeah. I find that incredibly sexy and surprise me. Don't let everything be so mundane and planned out to where I know everything. Like every once in a while, I pop in with a cool surprise. Like, hey, um, I don't know what you have going on today, but cancel it because I got something better. Trust me. Yeah. And don't tell me. Just right. show me. Take me. Yep. Let's go. Let's do it. I think that physically for me, arms Oh, yes. I like arms that I feel protected in. And it's similar to what you mean by I want to feel like that protectiveness. Yeah. The arms tell me all I need to know. If you give me a weak ass hug, <laughs> I don't trust it. So is it actually arms or is it more of like how the they strength. hug? It's like it's the strength in the arms and how it comes across if they wrap them around so me. So you don't need like the big biceps. No. You just need to like feel that exactly. like little I don't care if you have gigantic muscles. I actually just want to feel that intensity when you wrap your arms around me of like, you've got me. And I don't have to question that. I also feel that, okay, this is very specific. But so one of my first adult loves, he was the first guy that wore plaid shirts, blue jeans, and cowboy boots. That freaking flipped a switch in my brain where now if I see a guy who looks like that, I'm instantly like, hi, daddy. Hashtag super in love with you. (laughs) Don't even know you. You And I'm wondering with that, is it more of because you know they can take control? Because cowboys are like known for, you know, reining in the bulls, Mm -hmm. herding the cows back into the barn with the dog and everything. So they have the control. They have that strength. Mm -hmm. You know, they're riding the horse. I think it's the Scott Eastwood thing from um, eight seconds is that what it was called remember he was in that bull riding movie oh the nicholas sparks book yeah i was super in love with him in that movie oh he was that was like his coming out movie the longest ride is what it was the called. longest ride yes but, um he was so cute in that movie oh and that God. was like his first movie as mm-hmm. like you know coming out and everybody was like Eastwood and then it came out to be Clint Eastwood and he was a hottie little cowboy himself doing all those southern movies blessed jeans Mm -hmm. okay and like that whole cowboy look it suits him oh yeah so I think it it does have a little bit to do with that that kind of it's not really a stigma what is it called like when you categorize someone 
and you think this is what you're like because you dress that way. Bias? Maybe, I don't know. I can't think of the word. But essentially, like, you know, you see someone dress like that and you automatically go towards, oh, so they're strong. So they're hard workers. So they're, you know, they got that masculine vibe to them. Okay. That's what comes across to me is someone who's just got the whole package going for them based on that clothing style. You know, I actually, I will agree with the cowboy look. And I, it's a little bit more recently than anything. I have been really strongly into nerds. This isn't like the one that's really strong for me right now. That has been the past. So I was into the, the Sheldon Coopers of the world with yes. the graphic tee of Green Lantern symbol and stuff like that. And I could nerd out with them on all things Marvel. And recently I just keep on like watching the cowboys walk around when we're going to the bar and stuff <laughs> and dancing. And I'm just like, oh my God, they are so cute. <laughs> like I think I comment every single night. You do. We there. Like, oh, I'm like, he's, he's cute. cute. He's cute. <laughs> And I've always kind of liked the idea of a cowboy, but like it's really strong lately. And <laughs> a cowboy with a beard. You like the beard. I like the beard. And I'm, meh, but I, you love them. But I don't like like Santa beards. Like don't give me like down to your neck. I want a nice trimmed up beard mm -hmm. to where I could still feel like your chin when I touch it kind of thing. It kind of gives like shape to their jawline. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I like that, you know, and at first, like when I was early 20s, it was the early douche tea, RDJ <laughs> kind mm -hmm. of Robert Downing Jr.'s like little Tony Stark, like just that little slender line around their jaw. And now it's just become the full beard. So it was like doomed to happen, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's the beards, it's the back. Like, give me oh, that nice back. chiseled back where I okay. know that like you can carry something heavy, you can open up a jar for me. Yeah, and then obviously I'm five three, so if I need you to be a little bit taller than me, so you can reach the top shelf because I refuse oh, to get yeah. a stool. No, so. freaking same. Yeah. Like short people problems for sure. It, it's impossible to reach the top shelf. Don't ask me to do it. I have to do like a whole jungle gym just to get there. So having someone be a little taller, you don't have to be like six five, yeah. but just taller than me yeah but be willing to do it because yes. ex-boyfriend was like always like i'm gonna get you a stool so i don't have to do it Ugh, no, no your job you is to do it with the height you yeah. don't have to do shit just reach your arm up and grab it why do i have to go no, no. i like guys that have a little bit of a wild streak to them okay. i don't like the super bad boy thing because that's exhausting i'm not here to fix you or try to get your heart to There's open more up drama for me. In oh it too. so much drama and i'm too old for that yeah but i like someone who's spontaneous and who can be a little wild sometimes okay you know someone who wouldn't be afraid to be like hey do you want to be a part of the mile high club hell yes i do like, did you know oh there God. is a plane sorry <laughs> let me go off on this for a second i saw it on tiktok there is actually gentlemen to please your ladies there is a plane that you can rent out in vegas to become a part of the Mile High Club. That is such a Vegas thing to do. Right? <laughs> but like they put basically like take out the entire back row areas of like a full on plane. So you have like the two seats for you guys to sit in when you're taking off. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as the unfasten your seatbelt sign goes on, you can go and lay down in the back area. How awkward is that for the people who work on those flights? I'm assuming like you would have like an actual closed door. I would hope At that so. point, you know, because then it's like kind of... 
I don't, I don't know. But like they'll serve you champagne. They'll give you the like cheese and crackers and okay. stuff to just kind of like get you in the mood. But it was like $1,200. It's, oh my it's God. stupid expensive. But you're also basically on a private jet flying around Vegas to be a part of the Mile High Club. I just wonder though, like does that take away the allure and the excitement of doing something forbidden? Because I think that's part of it is, oh, this is forbidden and we could get caught. But then if it's like, here, just do it. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I haven't done it in an airplane, so I couldn't say yes or no. I've given a guy a hand job on an airplane once Okay. with someone, a stranger sitting next to me. Oh, God. <laughs> Were you like underneath the blanket? I had oh, okay. a I had a hoodie that okay. I put on his lap, and yeah, I mean, we were on our way back from Nashville, and so it was just Hibbe. like, let's do it. <laughs> I that's the closest I got. I haven't done the Mile High Club thing. I have <laughs> the only public story that I have is we went into like the new community build um, homes that they have, and. We went into this closet and it was so big. I don't know why. I just got turned on. And so I looked at the guy I was with and I was like, we're doing it. And we had to get it done quickly because it was an open house. Mm -hmm. So someone could walk in on us at any time. So we're like doing a real quickie and then finish the deed and left real quick. So yeah. Sorry for whoever lives in that house. I had told I totally had sex in your closet. Sorry, not sorry. It's okay. Um, do you know the car toys location? Yeah. I'm not gonna say the city, yeah. but you know where. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was dating my manager at the time, and we definitely had sex in the supply closet during our shift at work. That's hot. I liked it. You know, there was a lot of people when I worked at the movie theater that would have sex in theater six. And it was like, well, because theater seven had the trash cans in it. So that was gross. But theater six was the supply closet. But like the supply closet was inside the theater auditorium Mm. itself. So you would have to kind of go through the door through another door. And they would do it during like one of the action movies. So no one could hear them. That's actually awesome. Right? There was a couple of managers that I knew that went down there or they did it in the projection rooms. You do it where you got to do it. Right. And you like what you like. Yep. (laughs) With that being said, my darling, would you like to give a little bit of a uh, pickup line? Yes. Do you like dinosaurs? (laughs) Why? Because our love is extinct? No, because you make my eyes sore. Stop. (laughs) I liked my extinction one better because I'm bitter as hell. (laughs) Why is that where my mind went? Because we have no chance in hell because we're just extinct, like dead on arrival. (laughs) I kind of like it. Fuck me. Why am I so bitter? <laughs> supposed to be a life. pickup line, not a breakup line. <laughs> I need therapy. You've been listening to Hustle, Hustle Honey. Honey. Thanks for tuning into the show. If you love what you've heard so far, let us know by following our podcast and giving us a cute little rating. Become a part of our Hustle Honey Hive family on Instagram at Hustle Honey Pod. And if you have a question, we've got an answer. Shoot us a message at askhustlehoney at gmail.com for a chance for your question to be answered on the next episode. Until next time, keep hustling.